Hey everyone, and welcome to the Voice of America, the official podcast of the People's National Party. I'm your host, Owen, and for our first official episode today, we are going to be talking about the border crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, the Biden administration's horrible um, response to it, the fact that our uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, who's been a, who was appointed at the beginning of Biden's presidency to be in charge of this this border problem is nowhere in sight, and the fact that we have tens of thousands of illegal aliens just pouring into the state of Texas and America um, without supervision, without proper coordination, and uh, you know just an overall mess. So join us as we look at the facts and the statistics, and we really take a deep dive into the information that has thankfully been provided for the people, but is too often ignored by the mainstream media. So where do we even begin? I mean, this is really ever since January, ever since Biden was sworn in. This has just been a complete mess, this whole immigration issue. Ever since he started signing executive orders that took away Trump-era policies of, um, you know, a more closed, secluded border, it it really just went downhill from that point. And um, I really think the American people are starting to realize this. The the vast majority of the moderates and the independents um, are really starting to realize that this, this idea that we should have open borders is not only not morally right, but it also just... It's not orderly. There's a lack of communication, cooperation, um, and efficiency in the process. The process just doesn't work. And what we need is a system that is orderly, lawful, and accepts the people that need to come into America for dire reasons, or who have no criminal record, or who have no past experiences that would be of harm to the American people, and reject those who do have a record, who do have a history problems. And when we just open up the borders and make it much more easier for people to come in in an undocumented fashion, not only is that morally wrong, because we are putting the lives of American citizens at stake, and we are disincentivizing the need to come in through the ports of entry legally, but we are also... It, it's, it just turns it into a mess because no one's cooperating. No one's, the process isn't working. The process isn't playing out. Just, just take a look at some of these numbers. In May of 2021, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported that they encountered 180,000 persons attempting, attempting entry along the southwest border. That is 674% more than that of May 2020, when Trump was in power. That is That number is insane. And that is happening almost every single month, where the numbers get worse and worse. Specifically, um, more recently, in these past couple weeks, there's been a serious issue with the amount of Haitian immigrants coming from Haiti, um, trying to seek asylum in the United States, I'm perfectly fine if you are coming from a war-torn, impoverished country and you want to seek asylum because you want a better life in America. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. However, 
when you do it illegally, when you don't come through the port of entry, when you don't follow our, our laws and rules, that is where I draw the line. A lot of these Haitian migrants kind of had a halfway point where they went from they went from Haiti to the Central American countries of El Salvador and Guatemala. They stayed there for a long time. A lot of these, like, what is it, 14,000 people who are currently sitting under the um, Del Rio-Texas bridge right there at the border of Texas and Mexico. It's just absolutely ridiculous. They're just all camping out there. Like, the vast majority of those people were green card holders or were legally documented in these um, in these Central American countries. Uh, and we know this because the, um, the Border Patrol is finding hundreds of, um, you know, IDs of these Haitian immigrants, IDs that are from these Central American countries like Guatemala and El Salvador um, and Honduras, because, and they're dropping them right before they cross into the U.S.-Mexico border. They're dropping them and leaving them in Mexico on the ground because they don't want to make it look like that they were actually doing perfectly fine or that they were actually okay and that they weren't coming from a dire situation. Um, I'm looking at the a Washington Post article right now. They're talking about the Homeland Security Department is now busing the Haitians from Del Rio, Texas. That's where the bridge is that they're all in, encamped under. Um, to El Paso, Laredo, Rio Grande Valley, um, all along the Texas border. And they're flying them out to Tucson, Arizona. I also heard that they're flying them out to Pittsburgh and a couple other northeastern cities, and I think some west coast cities too, or around California and Oregon. Um, and basically, they are sending them to cities that have these immigration um, departments and they give them 60 days to uh, be freed into the interior of the United States, and they expect them to show up to these immigration departments. It's not even a court. It's not even a court date or anything because they're that filled up that they have to rely on this other process. Um, but they're not doing that, obviously, because that's what happens when you catch an illegal immigrant and they. And then you release them into the interior of the United States, expecting them to show up for a court date. They're not, or, or whatever it may be, they don't show up because they know that their, their reasons for why they're in the United States are not sufficient. They're not sufficient to apply for asylum. Um, they're not real refugees. They're just coming to America for whatever personal reason it may be, especially when they're single adults, single men. When, it, when families come, that's a little bit different, but that's actually a lot more rare. You know, you see people coming just by themselves, whether it be kids, men, or women. They just come by themselves for the most part. And, uh, and that's the ones you do need to look out for. It, it, it's so bad, this, this response that the Biden administration has, that it's not even just Haiti or the U.S.-Mexico border. The Afghanistan crisis has also been a serious thing in the news lately. And there's an immigration issue relating to that as well that I recently just found out. So the U.S. flew about 60,000 um, people 
out of Afghanistan to the United States in the evacuation process that Biden wanted to get all the troops and, and everyone out by 9-11 of this year. Um, I believe 3% of those 60,000 people, 60,000 people that aren't like troops or anything, of those 60,000 people, 3% were actual um, U.S. diplomats. And um, and as far as the U.S. government is concerned, they, they don't actually know the documentation of the other, I believe, 58,000 people, roughly. Um, they've just released them into the United States. They're, they're currently processing their asylum. Um, you know, these people are supposedly seeking, seeking asylum, and for the, probably for rightful reasons. I mean, they're escaping the Taliban, but still, we don't know who these people are. Um, they could be bad people. They could be good people. Who knows? Um, but the fact that we just released 58,000 people into the United States from Afghanistan, that we have no idea who they are, um, is, is a bit of, is a bit of a concern. And that, that really should show you something about, um, the Biden administration and their response. Um, it's gotten so bad that Biden has been reinstating a lot of Trump era policies, the ones that he tried to strike down, uh, at the beginning of the year and the left, like the left of the left of the left, right? Bernie Sanders wing, Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party are realizing this because they're even for, they're for even more open borders and they consider Biden to actually be more of a conservative and, uh, and they're attacking Biden because they're realizing and recognizing the fact that all what he's doing right now is he's reinstating these Trump era policies and obviously they're very anti-Trump. So they're going to point that out. Your average American is not going to know that because your average American is not this extreme political activist who focuses on every single thing that the Biden administration or the Trump administration did. Um, if people knew that what Biden was doing was he, all he was really doing was he's getting so desperate to the point where he has to bring back Trump immigration policies, people would be reconsidering Biden's views and why they voted for him, not just on the immigration issue, but on several issues, because that's where what we're getting to the point at where Biden's getting so desperate in all of these crises that he's um, trying to handle, that all he's doing is bringing back the Trump era policies. But I mean, that that's pretty pathetic. You know, I, I thought he would at least have his own unique response to immigration, to Af Afghanistan. I mean, Trump was the guy who originally introduced the idea of pulling the troops out of Afghanistan. He introduced that around this time last year. The only thing is that he had a neat and orderly process that he wanted to get the troops out and everything like that, and the the U.S. diplomats and the asylum seekers and the people wanting to flee the country. So now that we've addressed the problem, what's the solution? What is the rational solution to the immigration crisis or just immigration in general? Well, you know, personally, I can see both sides of the coin on this. I mean... I, I would love to help out my fellow human beings who are currently living in an impoverished, war-torn country, wherever that may be. I'd love to help them out by accepting them into America, the freest, uh, greatest country on earth. And at the same time, I do think that we do need to maintain a level of authority when it comes to our border 
national sovereignty, big issue, right? This is America. And we love the, the values and beliefs and culture that it has. And that's why we have borders, because that's what borders are. Borders represent the end of our values and the beginning of someone else's on the other side. Okay? And when you're an immigrant and you're coming to America, the minute you cross that border, you're leaving behind the negative, bad influences, values, beliefs, ideologies that you have picked up throughout your life. You're leaving them there and you're coming into our country and you are adopting ours. You are assimilating. And you have to do that through time, through a process. You're not going to just flip the switch. Otherwise, you're bringing those bad influences into this country, whatever they may be. Okay? Again, I see both sides of this. So, my approach to this issue would be a process in which law and order is reinstated. Law and order in the border protection process. If you come into the country illegally, you will be deported. If you would like to come through a port of entry, that is acceptable. We can discuss your personal situation with the proper authorities, right? If you're seeking asylum, if you're a refugee, whoever you may be, if you're coming in for work or education, that is different. But when you come illegally, when you commit a crime, the minute you step across the border, that's where I have a problem. Uh, a lot of people have the problem with the child and children and parents being separated once they cross the border, the illegal immigrants, um, and putting them in these uh, temporary housing facilities. Many people attack Trump. The media attacked Trump in 2018 for, you know, putting kids in cages. Even the AP News, you know, debunked that with their fact-checking. That was completely false. Not only were those pictures that surfaced in 2018, those were actually pictures taken under the Obama administration, but also Trump actually implemented the policies to decrease the amount of facilities. Um, actually, one of the first things Biden did when he became president in his first couple weeks was build more of those housing facilities to house more um, immigrant children. And um, I personally don't see a problem with it. You know, here's the deal. If I, as an adult, uh, had a child in the car and I was pulled over for a, a DUI, that child would be separated from me because I was committing a crime. It, when you cross the border illegally, you are committing a crime. You want to come through the port of entry with your child, go through the port of entry. The minute you cross that border with your child and you get caught by the border patrol, that child will be removed from your authority. Um, again, a rational response that balances our national sovereignty with our willingness and acceptingness to, to bring in these people who do need help. They do need help. There are many people who look up to America. And I, I value that and I, res I appreciate that, that we're a country that people look up to. 
and out of all the other, I mean, we take in 25% of the, the world's immigrant population each year. That's a huge deal. That means people out there, they, they look up to us. And in this crazy world of, you know, talking about how America is so awful and racist and sexist and such a horrible place and literally everywhere else in the world is better than America, which is complete bullcrap. You know, at the end of the day, the fact that the vast majority of immigrants would want to choose here over any place else, that that's a big deal for me. And, um, and I want to do everything I can, and the, the People's National Party as well, want to do everything we can to help those in need, whether you be a U.S. citizen or you're applying for U.S. citizenship, that's wonderful. But when you cross that border illegally, that is a act of a criminal offense, and that's where the line is drawn and where common sense is reinstated, and where rational justice is delivered. Well, that will conclude our first episode of the Voice of America podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it, and if you have stuck around to this point, I highly suggest that you follow or subscribe or find a way to stay up to date with the podcast on whatever platform you're using because we're going to be uploading some pretty great content on a weekly basis now um, every Sunday and uh, we're going to be discussing different topics and hopefully eventually having some interesting dialogue and debates with other party members and interesting people um, in regards to different issues. So yeah, if you have any questions about the podcast or the party or any comments you'd like to make, always feel free to contact the party um, through email or through social media. The link to the party's website is located in the uh, bio description of the podcast here. And we hope to see you next week on The Voice of America. God bless.